and welcome to another edition of The One Team We Agree On. I'm Jillian. And I'm Kyle. And on today's show, we have a very special guest, uh, Mr. Skylar Hoffner. Um, he is the uh, social media admin and blogger for the Union Nation, which is part of the Philadelphia Sports Nation. And Skylar, uh, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'm happy to be on. No problem. And uh, we've kind of gotten to meet each other a little bit uh, through our mutual uh, acquaintance with Todd Lewis, obviously, and then with me being in the press box. So thought this would be a good time to have you on. So um, before we get started, uh, Jillian, uh, what are you wearing today? I thought I would go with the lucky jersey that uh, I wear to every game. Um, and yep, just going to continue with that until I feel like it's lost its mojo. And I, I'm saving it, so I'm wearing our season ticket package uh, T-shirt. <laughs> so, Scott, are you wearing any union gear today? I'm just rocking a black T-shirt and a black Nike hat. Okay. Oh <laughs> man, that, that's stuff. classic. It is classic, and for some, mm-hmm. and for those of you who don't know, in the press box. Skylar, both times I've seen you, always got the best gear up there for us, for, us, <laughs> uh, for all Appreciate the press it. credentials. So um, I always like to say that because I'm wearing my Under Armour Taj got pull on. There you are just just rocking it out. I'm like, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, Skylar, how did you get into, you know, following the union? Um, just kind of give us your backstory a little bit about how you became a fan, how you got working for uh, Philadelphia Nation. Yeah, so uh, I've been a soccer fan my whole life, played soccer since I could walk. And I went to the first, the second home game ever at PPL Park. Mm-hmm. And then back in, I think it was 2015, I got partial season tickets in section 130. So I really liked going to Union games. And then in 20, I think it was 17, I started wanting to cover the Union because I really wanted to go into sports journalism. So I looked online and I seen that Philadelphia Sports Nation had uh, like um, a job application out for a, a blogger and a, a social media admin. So I applied and I got it and I've been with Union Nation 17 and I've been a media member since 2019. Nice, nice, nice. Um, and then um, what would you say since covering the union have been your top three favorite moments, most memorable moments? Probably the first playoff win in 2019 against Red Bull. Yep. Lifting the supporter shield at home. And then it's got to be the last year, the Eastern Conference Championship. Nice. Probably the top three since 2019. The big nice. three. The yeah, big three. The big three. Um, we won't talk about the cup. <laughs> yeah, we won't talk about that since I was there. I, I, and I think, I, think, I think we all just need to move on from – 2022 and Mm -hmm. we will definitely talk about that a little bit um we do have a question though um one of the listeners of the show and a friend of ours todd lewis wants to know um because we have fun here who's your favorite person to sit next to in the press box (laughs) (laughs) it's gotta be todd that's my man he's been my man for the last year and a half me and him have been inseparable nico knows that me and todd always sit next to each other uh, yeah, it, it is funny because like I when I was sitting in there that one game against Sport KC, I was like, oh man, am I breaking up the mojo here? <laughs> you know, so I feel like the last year and a half, me and Todd have been sitting next to each other like every game. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. So, um, 
let's uh let's dive into a little bit about the uh rebels and then we'll go to the uh just your thoughts on the union season in general so um saturday night um you and i were in the uh presser there at the end um and as jim referred to that match it was a street fight i mean what was your thoughts on this because we we and I, you and i were talking about this after the game i mean it was, that was not it was pretty. bumper cars. It, it, there was no soccer played whatsoever. You felt like there was a foul every other minute. It's that no, neither team could get anything going because there's so much stop and go, stop and go. It's hard to win a soccer match when you're doing that. Luckily, we got the penalty. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there was no soccer played whatsoever. But thankfully, we got the W. Exactly. And Jillian, from your, from your, you were up in the support section. Yeah. What was the atmosphere like up there? Um, what were you guys taking? Uh, it was great. So I like that when we're on the road, the people that are there, are mostly the people that are really invested. So everyone is pretty much cheering and the Sons of Ben and the Keystone State Ultras, everyone was cheering together. And it, it's great. Like for anyone listening that hasn't attended an away game like that, it's something you need to do. It's a lot of fun. And I really liked though, how the group just comes together and we even, you know, we're in section 120 or 220 or whatever. And there's people over in 221 where my ticket actually was from, but you know, everyone's like, come on over, come on over, you know, and grabbed people that were over in the next section, the fans and, you know, brought more people in and everyone was good and loud and you could hear it on the broadcast mm-hmm. I was told so that's good it was great though we had a lot of fun and you know i know the team seemed to appreciate it too and showed their um appreciation at the end of the game there mm-hmm. it's huge it was huge but it was a real good time and uh i have to say probably a year or two ago if i would have gone to that and not <laughs> You know, I'm up there without you, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm up there on my own. <laughs> but it's such a, you know, good group. And I know I knew some of the people and it was all good. And I was all, I didn't mind being up there by myself, although it's not the same without you. But no, but still, it's all good. It, and Scott, I don't know if you, you thought the same way. I thought once again, just like you were up there last year, right? For the, yeah. The, the, yeah. I thought once again, uh, Sons of Ben's Keystone Ultras out, out. Yeah. Chan- it was, I'll tell you something. It was very more cohesive of a group this time than the last yes. time. I'll be honest with you. I could, we could hear more of the Sons of Ben this year than last year. I don't know if there was more people that traveled last year or this year, but it, we heard you guys way louder this year. Right. I mean, even like right there towards the end of the game when Ua was holding up and we're all just sitting there like they're just trying to grind out that win. Uh, and like the ball goes down the field out of bounds. And then all of a sudden you just hear the Ua chant. I'm just like sitting there. I go, Ty, I go, what? <laughs> they're just chanting just Ua. echoing off the top of the roof. Oh, it was great. It was the problem with and there. I saw a lot of discussion about this on Twitter today, too. The problem with at our home games is people are all kind of spread out and you have the Keystone State Ultras on the one side and then you have pockets of SOBs that are actually involved in chanting. And then you have the people that are just kind of there because, you know, it's the cheap seats or they're there with, you know, friends. And so 
sometimes you get a lot less cohesiveness there. So yeah, definitely different. Um, I, I personally thought that's so much more fun when we're away and we have all the people that are invested there. For sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, were you going to say something? Sorry. Yeah, I'd 100% agree with that. Going to the away game, just like the LAFC game last year in MLS mm-hmm. Cup, everybody there really wanted to be there and were invested and were heard in that stadium, no matter what. That's and that's sure. what you like to see. And, and, that, and that's so true with, like, D.C. I'm excited for, like, we're going up to uh, NYCFC up at uh, City Field because we're trying yeah. to knock off some ballparks, too. And <laughs> I, I wanted to go to that game, but I'm sadly not. Oh, yeah. We're probably going to miss D.C. It looks like I got a work commitment, so. Yeah, I'm going uh, to D.C. That's a good environment. But that, that goes to see, like, even you – let's just talk about even in L.A., there was a great crowd uh, in 2022, but – We've been seeing more and more traveling um, support groups on TV. I mean, we were at the, the uh, was it the second leg of, no, the first leg of, um, no, it was after the second leg of the Atlas game. We talked to like two fans in our section that went down. They were like the only two fans there at the game. Yeah, that was the crazy thing. They're like, we were the only two fans in the game. They were showing us pictures and all that. But it's just really cool now to start seeing, and obviously success helps, but we're starting to see a lot more of the supporters showing up to these away games and creating that kind of atmosphere. And it's great to see. What teams need. It really is. So where are you with uh, the union? They're being able to create chances so far this year. And we've seen it over and over again. We saw things early on last year and then improved. Where are you with, them just not being able to finish this year it's like deja vu but almost 10 times worse so i feel like it has to do with the diamond this year mm-hmm. i have a feeling that teams are this is what the third year the union are running the diamond yep. teams are getting more and more tape on the union more and more and they're just figuring us out now and i feel like we're not getting much production from flock and Bedoya on the wings, and it's hurting our production up the wings, and it's making Mbizo, Harriel, and Wagner work more, and we're getting beat on defense when we turn the ball over, like we've seen plenty of times this weekend. Yeah. But, yeah, I just feel like teams are just learning what we're doing, and it's just hurting us. And plus, it doesn't help when Ua, Carranza, and Gazdag are, aren't playing up to their point. And do you feel like with them, with those three – um, is it something, because we've seen, I mean, obviously we had the hat trick. We've seen Gazdag and Carranza at times this year, all of a sudden just have those quick rebounds. Is it something where you're like, it's not there, it's never going to be there? Or do you think it's just something going back to the diamond that teams are figuring us out and we just got to learn to adapt and it's going to take longer? I just feel like we have to adapt. Teams are learning what we're doing and we just have to find something different in that final third. I feel like we're doing the same thing. Gazdag isn't coming, either comes too deep into the midfield right. to receive the ball, or he's all the way up at the line with Carranza and Gazdag, and then you have your our wing backs all the way up, and it's like there's nowhere to go. We have six guys at the defensive line. We have nowhere to go in the midfield. And then Jose loses the ball in the midfield, and it's like, where are we going? Counterattack the other way. It's, yeah. I just feel like Jim and the tra- and the staff just have to find something different in that midfield to get more attack. And hopefully McGlynn helps it out a little bit more in the future, but who knows how long he's going to be here. Right. And, you know, I think 
And that brings up the curious case of Leon Flock, because let's be honest, he has regressed. And I asked the question, you know, how did you assess that game? Because we're sitting there, we're watching, you're watching him up there. Mm-hmm. He's not a six. I know Jim wants him to be a six. Jim talks about confidence, but we've seen it. Yeah. He's not confident in that position. He's running around like LA, LAFC second leg was awful. We're not talking about that. But even Saturday night, okay, yes, his defense got a little better. But even still, there were turnovers. There were turnovers in key positions that led to a couple chances that luckily Damian Lowe had the game that he did. Blesnes is going to do good, Blake. Uh, and Harold's probably our best 1v1 defender. So, I mean, we were able to cover up. But where are you with him? Because it's just a curious case. I just feel like there's – if McGlynn stays with the Union the rest of this year, mm-hmm. I feel like he's keeping that spot unless he loses it. Correct. Just flock – we we know he's a stout defender when he's on that left flank when he's being mm-hmm. helped out by Martinez and and Wagner, but when he, we get into that counterattack and he has that ball, he just does not have the vision and the attacking prowess to get it up there and just go on the attack. We we've seen that year after year. Was it what has he now been with the team two three years now? He what does he have one goal and it was in Cincinnati last year. It was at yeah, yeah. he has yeah. one goal. It's just he's just not that attacking player we need. That Bedoya no. can be for the team that we've seen in the past. Bedoya can score goals. Flock, right. he's just not the attacking crowd, which we need on the left side with Wagner. I feel yeah. like McGlynn, McGlynn helps out Wagner with his attacking powers, and he can defend him. I mean, he's not the defender Flock is, but I just feel like he's the better fit for that left flank. Do you feel like it was last year Jim was like, well, Jack – his defense isn't the, where it needs to be. And now this year, it's like Jim can live with Flock's, uh, I mean, uh, McGlynn's defense enough where he's like, I can't pass up. It's kind of like Bizo, that whole Bizo thing, but that's a whole nother. Yeah. But that's a whole nother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I still get teased all the time about me saying he's going to be a top five right back. I'm out of that now <laughs> uh, after that LA game. But, yeah. but yeah, when you have Wagner back there, yeah, you can have a little bit of more of an attack because Wagner can get back and defend. He, he he can defend for himself, right? But I just feel like you need more more attack on that left side, especially with his left. You, right. you need his left foot out there. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like you said like we just said he he's come a long way on the defensive side. So I agree. Um, I feel like Jim just really wants to get Leon out there at times. And and that's kind of the problem I have this year is I feel like, and I don't know how you feel. There's times this year where I feel like we got other players. And I know this has been going on. This is a big debate right now that we got other players. Why are they not playing? I just feel Jim trusts Leon. So he's going to be out there, but I'm curious now with somebody like Bueno, who came in, played some really good minutes there. And now Grant, he was with, came in for Ali. I just would like to see him, maybe even Odada, because Odada had that mm-hmm. one game in which he was a friendly, and I mm-hmm. thought he thought at he was really least was really good against a, a defense. I mean, where are you with some of this? Just Is it just Jim trying to figure out what he has and not trusting his bench yet? Uh, where are you? Well, you, you definitely have the confidence in Flock. I mean, he, he was your starter for a good mm-hmm. year and a half, two years. You're going to have the confidence in him. 
in my opinion, Flock needs to be that Warren Perval for the Union, coming okay. off the bench in the 75th minute and closing out a game, a type one nothing game or a one goal game. That's right. what he needs to be, and that's what he needs to be for the rest of his Union tenure. Uh, unless you sell McGlynn and then you have to play. Right, right. Unless we get somebody else. But that's what he has to be. And I know plenty of other people that have been saying that as well, that he needs to be that Warren Corval player for the Union. And I don't disagree with that because yeah. you're right. Corval could come in a close one nothing game, 2-1 game, and just shut it down when we need that. And that's something this year that has kind of missed. Um, you know, I I feel like we could bring in like a Nate Harrow if Baez struggling on that right side. If we, we do need more defensive stoppers at times, I feel, this year. Yeah, and I feel like Bueno could be that player, too. Mm-hmm. He, he could. Who do you feel more comfortable with? It really is. And, and even somebody like Andres Perea, who let's talk about him real quick, because there's a curious case of a guy that in CCL was tearing it up, you know, yeah. that awful game, which we don't really want to talk about, Orlando. Um mm-hmm. You know, he goes out there and plays the game. And you can say he was probably the best guy on the field. I mean – where are you yeah. at with him? Is it just something that Jim's like, because I, he's not somebody that's really done anything poor this year. No, he, he hasn't shown us anything bad, but he showed us good moments and nothing bad. Honestly, I just have a feeling that Jim just trusts Bedoya to be out there, even mm-hmm. on tired legs. Like he just still has that trust that Bedoya won't do anything stupid to get that second yellow or, or just do anything bad in the attacking half to turn it over. Mm-hmm. It just, because Bray can play that six. We've seen him play that six for Orlando. Right. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think Jim and the coaching staff thinks he can play the six in the union system. And the, but So the only spot is going to be that right flank, because I don't know if you can, you can put him on that left flank. So mm-hmm. the only backup spot is Bedouin. And like we've seen, Jim doesn't like to take out Ollie unless he really has to. But And we- like we've seen on the weekend, he put Bueno in there for more defense. Right. But I right. just don't think the team sees him as a defensive option. And, and which is curious because you've seen his stats with Orlando. I mean, he's a defensive guy and he can play the 10 too. If you got to give Danny a break, because let's be honest, gosh, dogs and iron man, but you got, you got to rest these guys, especially with all these like games, so many games, so yeah. many games. What is it like six in like 18 days or something like that? It's, it's insane. I, I've just, we were just talking here today. I'm like, my gosh, like we're trying to figure out our schedule with coaching yeah. and all that. And it's just like, this is a lot of games. It's busy for us as fans going to all the games. I can't imagine what it's like for those guys. You know, they're actually having to travel and, um, you know, do all the training and just all of that stuff that goes into it. And, and that brings up a point too, because Jim brought this up on Saturday. And, you know, he talked about all the games. He's like, Man, we we probably spend more time. The team's probably getting sick of each other and family. And we, you know, you see some of the uh, the spouses and families talking about the struggles too this year. Do you think that's playing a part at all into this? And I'm not trying to get out there, yeah. you know. Yeah, but like it from being a coach and being away when I was in the college, it's it's tough for a coach. So you it has to be. But I'm just curious, like. Mm-hmm. What does that, you know, what do you think? In the back of your mind, it definitely probably does take a toll, but nobody will ever admit it. They're going to be like, yeah, we miss our family, but like, this is what puts food on the table. This is like our Mm -hmm. profession. Like, just like anybody, if you're at work, it's just like, you're away from your family. It's like, you got to do what you got to do. Like, this is what you want to do. Like, you make sacrifices. But yeah, it it definitely takes a little bit of a toll on them. Definitely. Especially guys with young families. 
Like I know Wagner's family was there. I know Goslock's family was there. I see right. it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But it's just like at least they get to travel to some of the games and be right. with them. But it's but it's just not the same. But yeah. It is it, it's really not the same. And true, true. They are professionals. They they signed up for this. And and I and, and you're right. They're they're not gonna sit there and say that. But you know, do you think MLS need what do you think MLS needs to do? Because this has been another debate. Do we need to decrease the number of outside competitions or do we need to increase the roster size? I think we should have never done the leagues cup. I, I feel like that is just a money grab at itself, like a, a lot of people think. Yeah, um, exactly what uh, you said before. Yeah. Yes, yeah, we all know that's Don Garber yeah. trying to make the money. <laughs> but I roster size, I feel like in a couple of years it should expand, especially mm -hmm. if the more like younger, like European South South American players come over that actually want to play in this league. I feel like you have to bump up the the roster sizes and the money. That teams can spend because like that's the only way we can grow as a league right there's nothing you can do we're not going to grow unless you allow us to buy these players that people want to come and watch like that's, a messy yeah. like a messy yeah, like which a do you think oh, that's, that's gonna happen do you think it's gonna happen like put a percentage yeah like, i'm like I'll, I'll tell you where i'm at i'm at like 50% because I, yes, he has a house here in Florida. We all know that. I'd go third. Yeah. Like, I, unless he gets a, like, a contract, like he gets a stake in the, like he can purchase a stake in the club. Right. I feel like that would be like, like he gets a stake from back or whatever, like gets a stake in the club, like after he's done. I feel like that's something that he would be intrigued by. But the offer from, was it Saudi Arabia or something like yeah. that? I don't think he turns any of that down. It's like, but yeah, if he ever did, I, I just have a feeling it's like 25, 30%. I, I do too. And my other thing is, I, I don't think that's going to be like one of those old, like MLS and bringing back the old guys. Cause he's still playing. I mean, he's not messy of four or five years ago, but he's still messy. I mean, messy that just mm -hmm. won a world cup. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> can't knock that. And, and I think had he not had that world cup, those rumblings about, Miami will got grown a little louder. I don't know how you feel about that, but I, I certainly think that his World Cup kind of kept his days in Europe a little bit longer. Than, yeah, like so, if he wanted to play that good, and may, maybe we might have heard. It, yeah, I, 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 it's it's just a curious thing because we're starting to see, and this is good for the league. I'm, we're starting to see some of these players starting to pay attention to MLS. So. I'll be curious in the next two to three years to see how many of these big names come over, you know, if nothing else, maybe for a restart. I mean, heck, Cristiano Ronaldo is leaving Saudi Arabia. So maybe Vermees, if he's still there, is going to reach back out and, yeah. and make an offer. I still can't believe that. This David. discovery rights. Right. Uh, yeah. Let's. That's another. Story. Oh, that's a whole nother. Uh, <laughs> don't even get me started on that. Yeah. So. Do you want to ask? Yeah. So um so we've had two league wins and how can the union build off this? Uh you know, can we get 10 points in the five matches? Coming up. What do you think? So, so I looked at the five matches and I have my predictions for it. So mm -hmm. we start off with Colorado, say that's a draw on the road. Mm -hmm. Uh we beat DC at home midweek. 
we draw New England at home, lose to New York City, and beat Charlotte. And that's only eight points. I just have a feeling that we're just going to drop. We, we should beat New England. But I just have a feeling we're just going to drop that. Mm. And then New York, we got our first win against NYCFC there last year. I just have a feeling that we're just not going to beat them this year. I feel like they're they're very solid this year, and we just don't play good at on a baseball. Right. Yeah, so I think eight points out of that possible. Yeah. So I hope it's more, but I'll, so, I'll stick with a good eight. Yeah, so my whole thing is I, I'm i with you on the um, – um the dc i think we can i think we can take dc at home because i still think we're going to be coming off and the other thing i think is and i wanted to ask jim this how important is next week because you're at home with your family you've been on the road now you got a whole week then you go to new york for a day and you're back home and then you got charlotte like this end of the month it's crazy as it is these players are home they're home and and I have so I have that as a win. I have um, Colorado, believe it or not, as a win. I, I, I was tossed up between that. I'm like just after here, and then uh, having well, the starters aren't going to play in Minnesota. We, no, we know we that. I just have a feeling that going to Colorado, the altitude probably haven't played in Colorado in a few. I couldn't. I can't remember last time you didn't play Colorado. Yeah, no I can't. But I just have a feeling that up in that altitude, they they just. Yeah, I just so when I put this together beginning year, I, I had it as a win, but now uh, Colorado's six unbeaten, so they're playing red hot right now. And you know, Robin Frazier's on the hot seat, and those players play for him, so it, it's kind of an interesting dynamic. We'll see. I'll be interested to see how what they do with the U.S. Cup. Well, well, we'll be in Colorado, so hopefully, yeah, <laughs> hopefully we'll yeah. bring good luck. Um, you know, I. I'd be good with a draw there. You know, a draw would be would be great in that situation. I just need points. And then yeah. I, I'm kind of with you. I, I don't I don't know about New England. They're red hot. They're just yeah. focused on the shield again. Bruce has his players playing good now. Home game. Is a home yeah. game. But again, <laughs> but it's, it's a good team that's sitting up there in the table. It's be tough. Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, Jack's probably not gonna be there. Quinn's not going to be there. That's, so that's what I took into. Yeah. And, you know, regardless of that. Well, I mean, and they're not going to have a midweek game. We do. Exactly. So we're going to so, be higher than them. And I'm with you. I have New York City as a loss. I They're just, they're they're catching, figuring out what they were doing from, you know, obviously they lost Taddy last year. Then they lost their head coach. I think, I think they're going to be, I don't think that they're going to be NYCFC from two years ago or even last year, but they're going to be one of these teams that's just going to be there in the middle of the Eastern Conference. And if they get hot, they're going to be a problem. Especially towards the end of the year. They're just going to be a pestering team. Exactly. they got a solid squad. They do. Well, the good news about the NYC game is I'm sure once again we'll have a really good you know group that travels. So I, I, I wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah. So yeah. That's at City Field, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Have you been up there? Nah, I haven't. I wanted to get to Yankee Stadium last year, but it was super early in the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we went to that there. one. Yeah, yeah, that one was a good time. That was actually maybe our first year. away trip we went to. Yeah, maybe next year I'll have to get there. Yeah. Um, so who stood out to you so far um, in improvement 
in terms of development? It's got to be Jack McGlynn taking right. Flock's spot, taking the opportunity to jump up into a starting spot. It's He showed us this year that he can play defense and not mm-hmm. be a liability like we were talking about earlier. When you do that and show Jim and the coaching staff, they're going to continue to start you. And he started both the Champions League game. Right. And and another player, Sullivan. He At the beginning of the year, he wasn't coming off the bench first for right. the power position. It was Torres. And right. it mm-hmm. was Donovan even ahead of him. But I just think Sullivan has taken that opportunity to be that number one striker off the bench. Even though he hasn't fully proved it on the field yet, he's shown those little areas that he has in his game that he can be a quality bench player in, in a good spot. And for sure. And I think Quinn's uh, just – that's the one thing that even on Saturday really stepped up, uh, stood out to me, boys. He he was playing great. Like, I kind of would have kept him in maybe a little bit longer, maybe given Uwa. I get the Uwa was – they were trying to break down that second, you know, get that long ball. But I just felt he was a little bit more effective because we were not doing a good job at serving balls to mm-hmm. Uwa on Saturday. And if you can't get him that ball, it's – you know, it's – it's hard to do anything. Defense, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, where are you with um not um Glesnus? Because he was, you know, all defense player last year, and this year I feel at times he's improved his game a lot. Yeah. So he he's had his bad moments and he's had his right. good moments. I mean, he's not at that top level he was last year. Just like okay. pretty much all of our players, right. but he's definitely stepped up. Just like Damian Lowe, he's he stepped up this year, but yeah. our, our defense just hasn't been as good this year. But I think Glessis has been solid. Elliot is the one that I'm more worried about. Than yeah, and I'm like working an article on that. And it's it's the curious case of Jack Elliott because last year you could have made the argument he was better of the two, even though, I mean, he was midseason defensive player of the year. I w- still would argue that, you know, it was apples and oranges. I mean – where are you with Jack? Because I don't know what's going on with him. It's just he's he's mind's there. I mean, we saw LAF uh, FC on on the second leg. You know, Blake makes that great save, and Jack's just sitting there, and the guy knocks the ball, and it's like, yeah, yeah. McG- McGlynn lost his man, and Jack at the back post just doesn't get there. Yeah, it's it was very frustrating when I seen he lost Jack McGlynn lost his man. Then yeah. Elliot just wants to stand there at the back post and not do anything. It was it was frustrating. I just feel like he he just loses track at times. He does. Like it's just that second of delay, and he just mishits or just misses his man. There, yeah, and it's just been weird because usually he's been the one that you know last year was the one that was always there. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to see. I mean, obviously he's talented enough in MLS to be able to correct that. I just it's a curious case for him. Yeah. yeah. Like we we're saying, you you trust Elliot to be out there and be at mm-hmm. top of his team. He's earned that. He has, he has. And and I think Damian Lowe is a product. He's probably better than advertised, but he's also playing against two next to one of the best, you know, center backs in the league. So that helps. But I mean, we saw it again on Saturday night plays a solid game yeah he's gonna make some mistakes here and there i mean that's fine but i mean i think he was in a situation last year in miami where didn't have a center back or a defense for that uh that matter to help him and i also think his relationship with blake obviously helps because blake's going to trust him to communicate with the rest of the defense so where are you at with damien this year 
I like how, what Damian shown this year. We've seen in the early Concacaf Champions League matches, he showed that he can hang with the big boys. He he had he yeah he had a goal in the Concacaf Champions League. Was it yeah. against? Mm-hmm. Uh, was was it Atlas? It was Alianza. He had that Alianza, beautiful yeah, header. Yeah, that yeah. sprung. Was yeah. it three one or something like that? But yeah, yeah. We but he's he's been dominant when he's been in there. It stinks that he had had that injury and he missed mm-hmm. like two yeah. three weeks. But he's shown that he's back to normal health and he can help this team. I, I would very love to see that three at the back. I I, I, I want to see it. Uh, yeah, I mean, me too, because I think that's right there. Like somebody needs to get in Jim's ear, whether mm-hmm. it's a coaching staff or somebody and just say, look, we got three quality center backs. Let's use them. Mm-hmm. You know, we can. I know Brandon Craig's probably not an MLS quality back yet. Um it is what it is, but I'd rather have him as a backup than I, I don't know who else, <laughs> you know, what other yeah. options are. It's just, we need something back there. And somebody brought it up on tour spaces. Do you think you're just getting bored of playing the diamond all the time? I just feel like, like I was saying earlier, I feel like the teams are picking up on us on the diamond. Yeah. It's, we do the same thing. We build out the back. We build out of the to Jose to put the way out wide and then ping at the guys. Like it's it's the same stuff over and over again. And I just feel like it's repetitive and teams are picking up on it. They are. That's why we get so many counterattacks against us. Yeah. And, but it's, yeah. I just it, want that three five two. Yeah, I want a three five two. You know, I even and I and I say this to Todd and a couple other people. You know, I still think Torres, McGlynn, um, a couple other, even Ua played a little bit. Bronby is the wing position. Now, I don't think he will ever, Jim will ever in his wildest days do a wing wing formation, but something similar to that where you could get creative on a random night against a team that matches up well. And I just wish like somebody like Pat Noonan was in that that room with the tactical prowess to say, hey, Jim. Let's look at this way. So that's going to lead me to my next question. And we hear, especially after LAFC, and, and fans can be mm-hmm. fans. We're all fans. Um, is the calling out of Jim, now you're starting to see people starting to call Jim out and question him. Is it warranted? Because here's where I'm at with it. I think we all share the frustration with Jim Lack of subbing, lack of certain things. I mean, that's that's evident. But, I mean, come on. Is it really warranted to say, hey, I think it's time to move on from Jim? Or is it more of just maybe we thought a little too much of this team and now I'm not saying we temper our expectations because I'm never saying that. Is it like maybe it's time to kind of just say, hey, here's the team we have right now. They can turn it around. There's quality talent. Or is it a little bit of both? I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. In my opinion, it's unwarranted because yeah. where he's brought the club from where he, when he came in to where mm-hmm. we are now, mm-hmm. right? nobody would have imagined where we're at. But with the type of guys we have around him and on the roster, nobody would have thought we'd have this much quality in our team. I just feel like right, right now, early in the season, we've had injuries. Right. We've had multiple mm-hmm. game weeks. We made it. We just made it to the semifinals, Comcast champions. Like Jim said, we made it to the final four of the continent. Like, I just feel like it's unwarranted. It's you can't help injuries. It's just mm-hmm. 
where gyms have brought us since he came in, it's just we would have never. Right. And, and here's the other crazy thing. I brought this up. That's two semifinals in three years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't gone back and looked. I've kind of snooped around the class a couple years. I need to I probably will at some point go back and look at that. But I just to me um, now we've only really seriously followed the team since 19. That's astonishing to me. Like you're you're up there with some of the best in the con- on the continent like with, with those club americas with the club leones yeah, yes. lafc that shown their worth now that are definitely yeah. the best team in mls right now right probably and, and, the continent like and then that was something else that jim took that uh, people mm-hmm. took that comment that he was like they're the best team yes they are you, you they know are. what i'm saying like and that's not something that's not saying he doesn't believe in his players wow. at all or the club it's just the reality of it's, the situation yeah. and that's Kudos fine. to you just being real exactly yeah. that's really what that comment was <laughs> yeah <laughs> what, stop trying to be snarky he's telling the truth he is mm-hmm. uh, where are you with um let's get back to the penalty kick on saturday night because i do want to talk to you about this and her and i talk about it all the time when we're watching games do we flop too much <laughs> Or that, we... def- that definitely was not enough contact. I thought he got on the field because I didn't see any replay or anything. I don't know if you and Todd seen the replay on we the did. little monitors. We did. I didn't. And... Me and Craig couldn't see any of the replays. I thought his foot got clipped by Me him. Me too. Me too. I didn't see an arm grab his arm. And then I go home after I get home from my hour and a half drive. I see that he actually got pulled on his arm. So I'm like, he got brushed. He, he didn't get yanked down. I, I'm shocked when they went to VAR, they didn't overturn it. Yeah. Like, why go to VAR for that? I didn't see enough to even overturn anything after he caught it on the field. But, yeah, honestly, it shouldn't. It, I, it, I said this to Todd, and I don't know, and I want to ask you two what your guys up in the uh, mm-hmm. support section was. Yeah. But we were – at first I was with you. I was like, that was a clip. You know, that's, a, that's an obvious PK. Yeah. But then, like, he had the screen on, and Todd and I are looking, and at first I'm like, ooh, that's a soft. If, yeah. if they're going to give that, that's soft. And so I'm at with, um, yeah, that was that was a soft PK. Um, he he tugged, but, yeah, like you said, I, I don't know if you can call a PK in that situation. What, what was the reaction? Because you, obviously you're at the other end. Well, yeah, you guys had you to high the up other, you. Yeah. yeah, we were at the other end, so – it was a little farther for us to see from our angle. Yeah. It looked like, you know, it was supposed to, you know, it should be a PK. Then of course, everyone, I know a lot of people are going to Twitter saying, Oh, what, what are they saying? What are they saying? You know, the, <laughs> it was watching on the screens and being able to have that replay and everything. And of course I look at what Kyle texts me and it seemed, it seemed a little soft, but at the same time, it looked like a legit PK. Of course, we're just at that point. We're like, yeah, PK. Mm-hmm. We're is more of excitement. No one's like, no one really cares if it, yeah, you know, really should be or not. But the fact of the matter is, it was called a PK on the field, so they had to find proof to overturn it. Right. So if it had been not called that initially, I don't think we get it. Do you think that like Franza Ua? Do you think that sometimes they're just flopping to try a draw? Which all, let's be honest, all great yeah. players do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, do you do you think that 
it's a more of a flop that they're just flopping the flop or do you think they're just trying to because i'm where it's just like i just think sometimes they're trying to draw a penalty and there's been once or twice this year where I'm like, oh, come on. You don't mm-hmm. need to flop there. Yeah, there's been one or two times where Carranza's done it in the attacking third, like, by the box. But yeah. There's a lot of times where I feel like, especially in uh, Atlas, the second leg, where he was winning all those balls in the midfield for us, and he barely got bumped, and he was falling down. And we're getting the foul ball, so, like, yeah, good. Yeah. But in the attacking half, he ain't getting none of that. I no. feel like Uwa just goes down easy no matter what. But yeah, that's soccer nowadays. Like anytime you feel that contact in the attacking half, you're gonna go down. I yeah. mean, I referee all the time, and I see it all the time. But yeah, it, I just feel like you need to stay on your feet. If you can make a play on that ball, don't make a play on the ball. And I'm I'm in the, I'm in the same way. And I went back and looked at some of his Bromby stuff, and I always find it funny. And if I ever get him on the show, I'm gonna ask him that <laughs> because he said like, remember they did that thing where it was like all the little that girl was asking him all the questions, mm-hmm. and yeah. and he's like, she's like, do you ever flop? He's like, I'm I'm an honest player. I keep bringing this up because it's true. It's like, it's a skill. I get it, but like somebody like Neymar, um, I mean, you want to talk about flopping? Yeah, Neymar, he he gets blown on. He's gone. <laughs> yeah, you go to Europe and you get a lot of. Yeah, you, you do. I think I think it's just that's the way they play over there. So, um, Open Cup or League's Cup, which do you think we make a better run at? And then we can transition into tomorrow night's game a little bit. Uh, Even though I don't care for League's Cup, probably League's Cup, because we just got done on Saturday. They have a day rest. Now we're flying. They, they're probably already in Minnesota right now. They, but, they left they are, yeah, yeah. I, I just have a feeling bench guys are going to come in. You're probably really not going to see any of the starters come in unless you're losing. I, I don't think we make it out. No, mm-hmm. I, I think we lose in Minnesota. And honestly, League's Cup, I mean, I won't mind if we make a, a run in that. I mean, go ahead. But it's just like, I just think this tournament is. I agree. I agree. Uh, so with Minnesota uh, tomorrow, I mean, what did you think about the whole cup draw? Because that was silly. I get why it was like they drew the shortest stick, but where yeah. are you with that? I feel like the cup draw the last couple of years has been not favorable for the union. Right. We went to Orlando last year. I felt like every year we played at home against like a lower division side. Right. Like it, it felt like before COVID, I felt like. We always played like the Rochester Rhinos or somebody. <laughs> yeah. Like we always played like a lower division team. And then we got into the MLS teams. Now I feel like since since after COVID, we started with MLS teams. I just think yeah. it's like mm-hmm. but yeah. The US Open Cup, I liked it. I went to the Sporting Kansas City Open Cup game right. in section one thirty and sadly we lost. What was that? Wasn't that penalties or extra time? I we were forget, just talking about yeah. that today. I think it was penalties. Yeah. I think that was the one yeah. we lost some penalties. Yeah. yeah. I mean, open Cup. I mean, I'm not a big Open Cup guy. I mean, yeah, it gives you a berth in the CCL, but I just can't get behind Open Cup, really. Yeah. Just chaos. I, I kind of with you. I think had we beaten, uh, made it to the next round, uh, a CCL, the finals, I think you could maybe see Jim saying, all right, maybe he probably would definitely shut it down then because and get ready for like Leon. But I feel also had we done better in the league earlier on this year, he might have made a run. I think right now Jim's saying, okay, we got to get some points back in the league. Mm Got to get back up on the table 
And we got three bids to get back to CCO with League's Cup. And I'm with you. I I don't I'm not a big fan of the, the League's Cup either. I don't even know if they make it to finals, you and I are gonna be on vacation. So mm-hmm. um it's one of those things though. I think Jim's going to prioritize the league right now as he should, because we, we do need to get back up that table. Um, I do not mind the draw though, because it's on the way to Colorado. Um, so, and it gives us an extra day in altitude training. Minnesota has been struggling this year, but all the signs are pointing that he's going to heavily rotate. I don't even know if Blake will play. Um, you might see. Actually, we can- I I wouldn't be mad seeing Bendik in there. I wouldn't mind seeing Holden Trent. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like let's might. see, let's hey, see yeah. Holden Trent. Maybe let's yeah. see Holden Trent go for a game. Yeah. He's not playing for Union too. Holden Trent. He's yeah. he has. I don't think he's even played for he Union. He didn't play too. last night. No, yeah. no. Do you think Andrew Rick's the next kind of backup slash long term development plan? Because I watched that game last night. He is good. Yeah, he he's he's a solid keeper. I wouldn't mind him being a solid number two B behind uh, Trent when Bendik leaves because Bendik could be gone next year, so you need a backup to play. So I, be I interesting. Just, I just feel like Rick is the long term, like kind of Matt Freeze plan, and Holden Trent might in two three years. I mean, obviously we gotta see what they're developing. Yeah, you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah you don't know about their player development. Exactly. I mean, how old's Rick now? Seventeen or something like that. Yeah, he's he's young, yeah. So he's got time to develop. Yeah. Um. Um. So, what areas do you think they need to address in the summer window? Outside striker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I was about to say. Let me not name striker. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if Jim is not gonna trust Perey and Torres off the bench. He right. needs to find that hybrid attacker on, on the right flank or the 10. Gazdag and Bedoya cannot be playing as many minutes as they have. Correct. They just, they just physically can't with this amount of games. You just need to find the hybrid where we thought Torres. Honestly, I thought Torres could play that flank. But I did too. Because he has, that, he has that outside ability. But I just don't think they see him at that at all. And I don't even think they see him as a 10. But honestly, if Ray is not going to get playing time anytime soon. You, you need to get a new right flanker for potential Bedoya replacement. Do you think we need to find maybe, let's say everybody stays. Ty is up after this year, and who knows what he's going to do. Do we need to find maybe a, a left back, or even I even say half heck, they might move off of Baizo after this year and bring in somebody to back up Harriel. Yeah, because um, Har- Harriel's just going to keep moving up and bumping him out. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think your top needs. I mean, you don't really need the top need for Wagner right now that in the summer. Yeah. But you're de- he's definitely he's definitely looking. We're definitely right. looking. But right. I just think, like I was saying, it, if you're not gonna play Prey and Torres, you need another outside flanker uh, outside of Bueno that can play. Right, right. Yeah. And do you think? G- and let's ask the obvious because I'm kind of with you. I I wouldn't mind seeing maybe a defensive player. Definitely, we need something else there at the midfield. Um, like you said, a hybrid. But do we go out? I I still think we're gonna go out and get another striker, somebody. Because I I I think Jim wants to love Chris Donovan, but I, and then and to his point, he actually played 
half decent when he came in the other day, even though I had my head buried when, he, when they announced. I think we all did. Um, do you think they're going to go? Because they almost have to at this point. You, you just can't be relying put on it, them. Put it to you this way. You're not going to make a good playoff run without exactly. a go. Mm-hmm. Without a Corey Burke-type player off the bench. Mm-hmm. I mean, Corey didn't have that great of a game on Saturday, but coming off the bench, having that presence – Mm-hmm. That's what makes a guy like him. Did watching him play? Did you miss him? Because I did. There were some balls he was making mm-hmm. passing that corners, and I'm just like, this is Corey. I miss. I missed his pressing ability off the bat too. Because Carranza and Ua can run as much as they want, but Burke is a different beast running after those center back. Right. I feel. I felt like Glessness was scared at points when Burke. Burke was running after him. And oh, especially yeah. Bedoya, right in front of our faces, right, right in front of the union bench. He he's running so fast right at us, and we're just passing in a triangle and turning the ball over. That's right. what you miss late in a game. Right. And Sel- Sullivan can run like that, but it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. It's not. can do that, it's just not the same. Because, and let's be honest, they're both very young. They're still developing in mm-hmm. their careers. So yeah, it's I think they wanted Diamond to be the hold up. And he's just not there developmental physically. So just doesn't have the skill set for it. Yeah. He doesn't. And the only one of the center backs that really didn't wasn't scared of him was Damian Lowe. And that's only because Lowe knows him. <laughs> you know, Lowe, they, they, they both oh, know yeah. each other. Yeah. It was so funny just watching them. And I know they showed the highlights. <laughs> I was watching a couple of times and they were, those two were just laughing at each yeah. other. At, they were just out there having fun. Even when like you could see when Blake went down after Burke made that fight, like Blake like ran uh, yeah. Burke ran over to him and was yeah. like, Oh my gosh, oh yeah. my gosh, like so yeah. sorry. So it's good to see that. I I, I think deep down side Corey really misses Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning of the game, Burke came over to Curtin and gave him a hug. Yeah. It's yeah. like he he had to do it for his family. He yeah. that's what that's what you do in professional yeah. sports. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We get yeah, it. It's, yeah, that's that's professional sports, but it's you miss where you've been. But hopefully you succeed. Wish him nothing but the best. But yeah, I would still love to see him in blue and gold. Oh, I hate I hated seeing him in red. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I hate seeing him in red. It does not look right. Um and did you notice though when they announced his name, the union fans up there, we cheered him. He should. he yeah, as we should. Yeah. So, you know, respect. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see him come back. <laughs> Final question, how how you feel, what do you need to see from the union moving forward to kind of just say, all right, we got to get the ship right? Because I'm still not really worried. I, it's a, like you said earlier, it's a long season, but what do you need to see personally, Skylar? Personally, I need to see less turnovers in the attacking half. We, mm-hmm. We've looked bland in the attacking half this year. Bedoya and, and Flock on the wings, just turning it over deep into the corners. Just trying to pass it back, and then the counterattacks have killed us. It's just we've given up too many sloppy goals this year, and just not converted the easy tap ins that we've had. Like like on Saturday, early in the game, we had an easy tap in for guys right. and he just totally whiffs at it. That it's was a little. One. It's just the it's it was a beautiful mm-hmm. ball. It was. It was little, like the little things that need to be perfect. We just don't do. Right. And it's that's between being a good team and an average team. And so far, we've been an average team this year, but we yeah. have the potential to get back to being a great team. We really do. And like you said, like I remember sitting there, I was like, what was he doing? And there was a couple other balls like 
you know, the chances are there. So I'm still confident that we're going to figure it out here this coming this summer. And who knows? It could be as early as Colorado, hopefully cross your fingers. We're going to start that run. But um, in closing, Skylar, where, where can they find uh, people find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Skyhoff underscore three. And uh, I tweet every union game on Union Nation. Awesome. And uh, will you be tweeting this Saturday from home? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, from home, yeah. Actually, How's... I'll be down. I'll be down the shore. Actually. Oh, where at? Yeah. Uh, Wildwood. Nice. Oh man, I-, I guarded there for a summer. Uh, back in that, that's it's a good spot. It's a good spot. It, it as a guard, it was a lot. Let's <laughs> <laughs> okay. put it that way. It's fun uh, time down there. It is, and uh, you can uh, follow Julian and I uh, on Twitter at tot wag, and then you can follow the show on the one team we agree on. Uh, that's all one word. And again, we are on Apple, uh, Spotify, and now Google, um, and on YouTube as well. And uh, Skylar, again, thanks uh, for yeah, coming on. Uh, we really appreciate it. And hopefully down the road, uh, we can get another panel together. I'd love to get a whole bunch of us together and just talk some more union, maybe another, because it's all what now, 10 games in? Yeah, 11. Maybe, yeah. It, maybe yeah. like another uh, 20 or some games. So, That'd be fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And uh, for all the going for all those going out to Colorado. Um, yeah, if anyone's going out to Colorado, uh, yeah, let us know. You know, we'll be at the Phillies we'll, on Friday. Yep, we're going to Phillies Friday night, and then Union on Saturday. So super excited! You know, Todd Lewis is going out. Yep. So excited about that. And uh, trivia question for you, Kyle. But you know, last year at the Open Cup, who scored our one goal? Stu Finley. Stu Finley, my favorite dude. So yeah, that was exciting. I miss him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Um. You know, it is what it is. Honestly. Yep. But we'll be tweeting during that for sure. Well. So. Yep. All right. Well, that's all for today's show. Again, Scholar, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And, and uh, we'll see you next time on the one team we agree on.